Look at that. Look at that. You got your own theme song. I didn't even know that was going to happen. That just happened with our producer. Uh, J6 clearly came in, uh, uh, was listening to the show yesterday. Um, he owes us a few favors, given he won a few prizes on Rex Radio, and uh, now has decided to put you guys in. So you're now official team members, it seems like. How do you, how do you feel for one more day? <laughs> then I'm firing you. That wasn't, I'm just happy that Cal's finally like has a name. Because, like, he yeah. was just done dirty this whole week. <laughs> Not I'm one. I've been carrying the show, and I was left <laughs> off the title. Uh, I scheduled okay. the faces on, uh, on Tuesday. Sure. Sure. And then, uh, so we already had thing, and then I couldn't find them anyway. So I was like, all right, this is easier this way. But today I was like, right, that's it. Cows gets an official mention. It also looks like Farouk is not going to be here next week. Um, he is going to be in Singapore time. He let, let us know. I was potentially going to go out there. I'm not. So it looks like it's going to be me and OSF. Um, and who knows? Who knows where the show is? There is a spot, spot up for grabs. Like, one of you will make it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, look, Cal's is already saying that he carried and he's the new Farouk. So I, know. I don't know. But that's crazy. So Farouk is just like, no. He had his birthday and he's just he's just off, isn't he? I mean, yeah, this is a lot, guys. In my opinion. The, the funny thing is, as well, I, I took a week off in August and the whole show stopped during that week. They both decided that they weren't going to do the show. And then the week the week that they take weeks off, I have to continue to do the show. Well, they didn't and take they- it off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We actually ran, Farouk ran a whole event in Toronto that week a whole off. Whole event. So, a whole event. So, that was a crazy week. But, I mean, I got to I gotta admit, this it's like it's you guys are definitely, you know, putting in the work. I mean, it's it's like every day you have like the fresh hot news and then you're just delivering it. I mean, that's it's not easy. It's not easy. Exactly. Exactly. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) the ego in this room by Friday. Like first Monday everybody was like, la la la. And now Friday everybody's just like, Oh yeah, I'm carrying this on my back. Buttering me up so she can come on next week. That's 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 how it is. Clearly, when I said it's going to be one of you two, now she's throwing the compliments. You do a great job, like showing up during the bear market. Callie's not playing the game. Clearly, of course, not. right? Well, we are sponsored again today by Kraken uh, NFT. We obviously had them on the show on Wednesday. Great guys. Um, interesting to see how they're building it alongside a bunch of different communities. Be sure to check out um, their webpage. It's kraken.com forward slash drug radio to see some of the stuff that we've got coming up. Um, so they're going to be partnering with a bunch of different creators uh, across Rug Radio for the next month. We are super happy to have them uh, alongside us. Um, and yeah, we might as well get straight into it because, again, crypto rallied and then just went straight back down to where it was. It felt like we were we were on for a bit of a positive uh, positive day for once. Maybe we'd break out of this this range and that doesn't seem to have happened which is a little bit sad but um but in terms of the uh the topics to get into the first one i thought we'd we'd uh we'd mentioned was the news about the cftc seemingly um coming after DeFi. i don't know if you guys saw this news but we've all been worried about the sec for a long time um obviously they've had some pretty big fights against key members of uh, the, the crypto community um, it now looks like the CFTC, which is the main um, exchange for derivatives and futures, the stuff that we were talking about before, is now coming after a number of different DeFi protocols for trading some of these um, seemingly to U.S. investors. And this this puts into the crosshairs a bunch of different 
decentralized perp exchanges that we we see in the space. DYDX, I think, was one of the big ones. But it's just another... They seem to be less aggressive, I would say. I saw another headline saying that they were going to... Um, they were going to start like a conversation with different people about how to become more compliant, but it's, uh, oh, that was yesterday. I'll just bring up my minutes again. Maybe it's through today, but, um, yeah, it's not a great situation. I think to have another regulatory board in the U S coming after them. So plot twist, the CFTC could be a bigger enemy, enemy to DeFi than the SEC. CFTC claims that OX open and, Diridex will offer legal digital asset derivative trading, um, and they have kind of come out of them. These are, we just, to be clear, these are all U.S.-based companies, um, and obviously the CFTC only accounts for U.S.-based companies. So, a lot of decentralized protocols are not based in the U.S. Um, or a lot of DeFi in general is not based in the U.S. It actually doesn't really have a domicile. But um, yeah, interesting to see, and I think a lot of DeFi people were pretty worried that this could be the next leg of like. Uh, the government basically getting involved in DeFi. What did you think, Has? I didn't read the whole thing. I read bits of it. It felt like they were focused on people who are offering uh, derivatives based on, like, not necessarily on crypto assets, right? Like on a lot of these companies, you can you can trade like equ like synthetic equity derivatives. I think um, it felt like that was what they were focusing on. I'm not sure. No, I think it's for I, everything. I think it, I think it is also for um, for crypto, but because it, because for them, if it's a derivative of a commodity, it doesn't really matter, right? They fine. That's also under their remit. So, I think um, I think oh, they if are that's the case, coming after everything. Yeah. If that's the case, then all of these companies will just leave the US and it will push everything offshore, which is kind of what we saw with with FTX as well, right? Um, at least this feels like there's some a bit more clarity here rather than the SEC. The SEC is just like, you've broken the rules, we don't know what the rules are. Whereas the CFTC, I think, is more about that these guys are unregistered rather than like they're necessarily uh, enemies of the state, but we don't know in what way, I think. I feel less concerned about it because it's more... What's the right word? It's more defined what they're trying to do, right? I would agree. They seem less aggressive than the SEC. I think, um, like you said, they're only coming after US-based uh, domiciled um, exchanges at this stage, which is a good, much better scenario than than um, the SEC, which seemingly just came after every token that was issued, admittedly by US exchanges, but still. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what your, your take was, which is that this probably just moves everything offshore. There was another tweet, actually, um, which came out yesterday by Alex Sabetnik, who is the CEO of Nansen, I believe, yeah, CEO of Nansen, came out with the uh, top 10 countries for crypto adoption. Singapore actually came number one, Switzerland number two, UAE number three, Hong Kong number four, and US number five. It does feel like those those four there are going to be far ahead of the US um, as as the years come up. And it looks like, I don't know, if you're if you are in crypto right now, do you, do you ever really want to domicile in the US? It just feels like just a... Uh, going to get caught doing something wrong yeah downside big upside bad upside small i think um it was interesting i saw this post as well but it didn't it didn't, it didn't go into detail about what the at first i thought it was like percentage of people using crypto but it kind of is just a random index right i think i think like, it's just a random, it, I, did, 
I didn't delve into it that much deeper. I just kind of took it at face value. But yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of made sense to me. Switzerland has a bunch. I mean, I think the Ethereum Foundation is based in Switzerland um, alongside a number of different crypto firms. Singapore, Singapore recently actually looks like it could could not, they, they hired a, sorry, not hired, they elected a non-friendly, non-crypto friendly president in the last week. And they brought in some pretty strong regulation against stable coins, or at least that would make making stable coins pretty difficult. Um, obviously, there is some context there that what happened with Luna and all that sort of stuff. But it is, yeah. a, it is, a, um, it is maybe looking less friendly. Whereas the UAE, to me, I mean, you're, you're there, Mika. Like, it feels as though everyone from crypto is moving there. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. Why, why wanna, you know, if you're working in Web3, why feel like kind of like, I don't know, like a criminal? I feel like in North America, you just feel like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing when at the end of the day, this all of these tools and technology is the next phase of the internet. So it feels good in the UAE knowing that the government supports you. Um, there are people that see this as it is, which is an opportunity. So yeah, definitely makes sense why people are are going there. Why I went it's there, a, for example. It's a good way of saying it, right? Like you just—it's it's so weird about, about this industry, which is just a tech industry that people feel like they're criminals just for like being part of it. There is some obviously some criminal behavior going on, but as there is in many many different. Yeah, but it's like that. It's like that everywhere. It's so it's so really you know it's silly. It's, it's a little. There's obviously things. It's not. It's not silly. There's things that are to be undercover, like to to uncover so you know that's what we do i guess on the show when we're talking about these things i think we go deeper into like what's really going on and then you you hear about all the world news and then you're like oh this makes sense why this is like this so i think education is key which is why i'm taking my notes from the mando minutes Nika minutes oh my god so that's the aim that's the aim we're trying to trying to peel back the layers of what the fuck's going on here um but yeah i thought that was an interesting headline people pointed to that as one of the reasons why we didn't continue the rally like people were saying that this is bad for DeFi, um, any DeFi protocols that have um, operations in the US could get could get uh, attacked. This this does involve in particular the like derivative exchanges, which have been pretty big recently, things like DYDX, GMX, um, but, but this could extend into other things. It does feel like, uh, yeah, I don't want to be labeled a criminal. I do not want to be based in the US for, for those exact reasons. I think the other side of this is that you can see the TradFi guys being going to the CFTC being like, look, if we're not going to compete with a bunch of unregulated guys, like they need to, everyone needs to be playing by the same rules. If they're going to come in and start uh, offering derivatives in a big way, I, if I was them, I'd be going to the regulator being like, look, we play by the rules. These guys should as well. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, right. The second thing I think we, we, we would go into is Solana. Um, a lot of people have Solana, Solana bags in the space. Obviously, Solana a big NFT ecosystem. Interestingly, the Solana ecosystem is moving uh, has been moving more towards OpenAI, and this is God, this just keeps going more towards um, a Solana phone. Recently, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they brought out a phone which is meant to kind of prioritize um, security firstly, um, and Marcus. Um, Marcus Brown, Brownlee, who's like a very famous tech uh, reviewer, um, wow, 17.4 million subscribers, did a review of the Solana phone. I won't go into like, I'll just put it on in the background, you can go on and see. 
but um, basically just said it was terrible. I don't know if you've listened to the whole thing, but it was um, he just said that the it, like the operating system wasn't great. The only the only interesting thing he thought was about the cable that they used to connect it. Some sort of special cable that stops uh, some form of phone jacking that could take place if you charge your phone in public places. Um, but I didn't think it looked that bad to me. I don't understand why his reaction was so aggressive. But he does. I mean, you watch his interviews quite a lot. Like you watch his stuff quite a lot, don't you, Kelly? Like he does go into I... minutia of why something is better than another thing. And he has a really detailed knowledge of all the different products in the market. So I look at this and think, that's quite a cool phone. Like, I don't know. looks like it could work You're not me. a tech guy. You're not, you have no understanding or interest in tech, I think. I have right? an understanding in, in, just not consumer products, tech consumer products to this level, right? This is unbelievable. I guess so. The thing is, I think his point is that it's like too expensive for what it is. It's like a basic, a very, very basic uh android phone which should cost like 200 bucks but it costs like uh it did cost a thousand and now it costs 600 um and then the only crypto things about it are like the seed vault where you, you can store your solana seed phrase adapt store which i think a lot of other phones are trying to integrate and then some other thing um where it's like i kind of get it also i just don't know why people are releasing but like samsung and apple are going to dominate you whatever you do right like is a phone there was a time when in the in last year when Web3 was like booming and everyone was so hyped, people were saying the next iteration of this is hardware. And that's I think why the team started working on this. I and then and then <laughs> nobody's left apart from us three and a couple of people in the chat and now there's a phone. Um I mean it's such a niche appeal, Solana as well. And you could only use it with Solana. So you can't you my know, push back, my bridge back to ETH that. or anything. My pushback on that is that it's it's clear that the App Store run by Apple is not going to be that crypto friendly. It's going to put thirty percent charges on every single um, app purchase or transaction that happens. Which is why even with things like FriendTech, for example, and various different, they're doing like these. They're not doing App Store apps. They're doing like direct to your home screen style apps. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So they they bypass all that App Store stuff, uh, and they feel as though that's a big thing. Like. Mobile is a huge, huge thing for adoption. And if the App Store is not going to be there doing it, Solana wants to do its own version of uh, an App Store. MetaMask, I think, came out uh, this week and said they were going to do their own version of an App Store as well, multi-chain, including Solana. So maybe we see something like you open up your MetaMask app on your phone and yeah. then that has its own App Store. But I still think Apple would come for like. I still think Apple's going to get in the way of that sort of stuff. So I, I don't know. There's been other people that have considered doing a phone, I think. I think a lot of people have thought Ledger would come out with a phone. They they, they released – they're big in hardware, right? They, they've got that stacked product coming out. There's been talk about them doing phone for a long, long time. I Onboarding is so tough. It's so tough. It's so cumbersome. And if Apple's going to make it even more difficult, then maybe we do need some hardware. But I agree, it's not the market to release it. No one wants this right now. What do you think, Mika? I think, I think that the hardware that is going to progress this industry is actually the Apple's Reality Pro, like the XR headset, because that's going to make all of these digital collectibles and art pretty much like relevant. Like, why look at your OpenSea collection on, you know, your Apple MacBook? Like, that's the hardware. Why not use the XR headset and then see it all around you, like? come to life you know so i think that that's going to be the hardware that's going to change the game but 
what's interesting is that you are right that the app, Apple App Store at the end of the day, like it's not so quote unquote Web3 friendly. So maybe that's like re the real purpose of a phone. And if you want those, you know, that the, the Web3 apps, then you might just need the Solana phone. But I actually saw this video and um, I was like, I don't want to play it because I just don't want bad news. <laughs> so, but I'm going to watch <laughs> it later. Yeah, look, I don't think Solana really cared about it. Like, I think the price of Solana seemingly is like unchanged um, since it came out. And I don't think people had high hopes for this phone beforehand. They cut the price recently and everyone was like, none of these are selling. It's pretty obvious. Um, so I don't think people were like waiting on bated breath for this to be a massive success for, for, for people. So it is what it is. I don't think the Solana phone is going to be like a game changer. Um, I This is the first time I've met, heard it really mentioned on the timeline for a while, like let's say weeks. Um, so it doesn't feel Month, like... Months, maybe even. Uh, well, it was, it it was NFT NYC when people were talking about it. Was that right? Yeah, but it got some airtime when they cut the price. But then... Right. Again, I think that again that it didn't make it feel as though it's going really well. Um, so <laughs> I think I think people are probably going to sunset that eventually. And also, this was a, this was made. Solana had a huge budget, right? FTX was still going. That's when they decided to do all this stuff. Um, and I, I just don't feel like this is going to continue to get um, continue to get funding. But you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, Solana does come back uh, strong. Talking about apps that are doing well, I don't know if you saw today, but Frentech again is going it's going pretty nuts. Um, I only know this because I actually do use this site. Um, what's your what's your PL so far? Give us some trading insights. I don't really trade. The issue about like having a an account, I feel like, um, which people would buy shares in is that like I don't really want to be buying selling shares in my in friends and I, like, all i ever see on the timeline is like people getting absolutely destroyed for oh selling. i have i sold laura wolf for like a hundred dollars it was great it was it was oh, really? awesome yeah no sell your friend no I'm joking. <laughs> i mean i did just for fun because like why not you know i just wanted to test it out but i definitely did sell my friends it was very funny i've kicked people out of group chat no i'm joking um but i think the only issue with me with Frentech is that I wanted to see what it was like, like the process of, you know, pulling out money, putting in money, putting in money wasn't an issue is actually pretty quick, but taking out your money from Frentech, it's like, I still, I think it takes like the way that I did it with base and everything like bridging. I don't know. It said seven days or something and I still haven't seen it. So let's really? see. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so I must. That's not a Frentech yeah. thing. That's that's just the roll up. Um, I think, yeah, that's just maybe the the bridge or something with with base. Yeah, quicker but bridges, quicker bridges. Um, yeah, I just wish they would have told me that it's gonna take that long before using that because obviously I could have used a different bridge. So beware, yeah. <laughs> beware. The, op the optimistic roll up, the name why it's called optimistic is because they are kind of essentially hoping that the transactions are right, but then they have this like seven day period where they can double check. And that's the reason why it takes seven days for you to get your money out. Um, so if you did something bad on the chain, they have these seven days because they were optimistic at the start that they were right. Um, that's basically where, it, where I guess that came from. So optimistic always means seven days out. Uh, they, there was talk about them maybe reducing it to like, maybe it was even to increasing it. It was one of the two, 
But there, there will always be some sort of time delay when you try and get your money out of an optimistic roll-up, unless you do like one of the the other bridges, which makes it a slightly quicker process, but sometimes a little bit more costly. Um, but yeah, it does feel like that that app is it's no it's no longer OnlyFans accounts. It does feel like it does feel mainly crypto people trying to farm this airdrop, but it is um, still doing a crazy amount of. I mean, the top accounts are worth like five ETH now. Like it, what's yeah. really happened is people are buying the top accounts because they think that's going to be the main way to get the airdrop. So it, like it's got a very exponential curve. Like the top ones are like really, really high now. Um, but I, I got scared cool. because I was like on the top trending page, like when they made like that trending page and my PFP was with like just a different industry, you know? <laughs> And I, I got a little worried because then I was like, oh, no, I don't really like for, you know, my brand and stuff. I don't want to be associated with like certain things. And then I saw I was on this like trending list. And then I didn't want people to think like, oh, I was doing, you know, what, what they were doing. I don't know what any of this means, but it sounds. You know, I'm being cryptic. Yeah. I'm on Fensac, but I don't know what Mika is You don't know what about. I'm talking about. Okay, I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs> bought, like bought some sort of trending thing. Like you can buy trending things, I assume that's what you're saying. There was just, I think like everybody at the same time who was doing OnlyFans, um, like joined Friend Tech, and then my uh, PFP <laughs> got caught in that you know, genre of trending. And then like some like really popular, like Twitter X person like posted. And then everyone was like, wait, you know, Mika has this or like what's going on. And I'm just like, no. So then I got like, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, I'm scared because I don't want people to think like to get the wrong idea. So I kind of like stopped like using it too much. And also there's so much controversy because it's like, you know, first I was excited because you have to use new tech in the web three space like no matter what you're doing you need to try out new apps new products or else you're just kind of you're lost you're you're you know years behind so i tried it right away like the first day and then saw kobe using it everybody like in the industry who you know i would like watch and now it's kind of just like i don't know is it is it okay to use it mando you're using it like so there's some bad there's some bad history of this sort of stuff right there's clearly been um a few very very publicly failed experiments where people have lost a lot of money um i think this is as successful as how the the, the accounts use it and i actually think some of the accounts that came in let's say the only fan style or there was a few like gamers who came in who basically just used it to make a quick buck. I do think that increasingly I'm also seeing some value from what people are doing in there. Like, for example, KBM put out a post today being like, I'm going to put all of my levered trades in this chat. Now, that essentially is like an alpha group, but people do pay for that stuff. Like, people do pay to be closer to top traders or top thought leaders in the space. So as long as it doesn't just become like, what we just saw, we saw, we talked about yesterday. It's like, right, well, I'm going to dump this coin on my followers. As long as there's actual value being created. And I think you will see that. Like, I do think that the accounts that are doing that are naturally going closer to the top. Um, and the accounts that just used it on the back of their name and aren't really using it to provide any sort of utility are naturally falling down. So I do think there is, you got to be careful because I think that as I said, I don't think you should be buying shares of people for speculation that like, oh, he's famous, he'll go higher. 
I think, but there is genuine like interactions that, that can be done this way, which I think are could be valuable to people. And I can see why that will continue to be valuable to people. If KBM decides to make that his like alpha chat, then people will pay to be part of that chat. And the same with a lot of these, a lot of these top guys. So I think that's um there is some value to it. But let's see what happens. I think for now, when I whenever I've mentioned like spoken in the chat, there's there's clearly a lot of people in there just farming the airdrop right now. So I think you'll only really know how good this is after the airdrop. Um, Wait, what? what's the airdrop? Like, what's happening with the airdrop? Cal's, you do you got a big airdrop? What's going on? Who are, are you? Are you? Um, are you? I'm not a big airdrop. You have a share of what's her name? Wait, what's her name? Kathy Woods? Your, your love? Is it Kathy Woods? Wait, are you? T- okay, but if Kathy Woods or Harry Potter was on friend yeah. tech how much, how much you just go yeah. all in yeah. you had to, you had to choose um who share tech's interesting i think the incentives are uh, wrong like but rather than a running payment to be a member of let's just say an alpha group i pay you like three dollars a month or 30 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month or whatever because i think your alpha is good if for sports betting or whatever whereas this one it's all front-loaded so there's no incentive to like keep the alpha coming. And I find that very interesting. I also find it interesting that all of the numbers about like the great performance of this kind of uh, protocol are focused on TVL, which is like, it, that's just because the top accounts have gone up in price. I don't know if that's, is that because users have increased? Tra- number of trades have been going up and number price has been going up. But those are the only two metrics that have been put out, which to me says, users, yeah, that's true. Which to me, that says users might not be going up at the same rate. So the first thing um, I would say against what you said is it, it. I agree with what you mean. Like it's weird in that you need churn, like you need like people to set buy and sell shares to make money. But people, you can't just buy a share without somebody selling it. So like it's not yeah, just yeah yeah yeah. You can it that way. So like people have got hundreds of holders, for example, and if the, if platform grows to thousands of users, then. It, do, it can naturally just grow to meet the new demand at the same time. So totally. I think it's not totally front-loaded, but I do see what your point is. Like there is an incentive also to, if no one buys and sells your shares, like again, you don't really have the incentive to provide yeah. that. You know? um, yeah, two valid points. Again, nothing is perfect. I, I think it will be interesting to see. I think they will t- tweak this with time. It's also very expensive to get in and out of shares. So again, without an airdrop, I feel like people will be far less likely to to do this sort of stuff, but a centralized platform for for these sort of smaller groups, I think I think can can be successful. And there's a lot of hate for it, but I, I actually do think that if you're providing the right content, people will people will pay for it. Um, yeah, third thing we should talk about is the nouns fork. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, I know Callie, you, you wanted to talk about it today, but um, nouns doubt, which is one of the biggest. DAOs actually in DAOs. Uh, they've got <laughs> thousands of, of ETH, I believe. Let me just go on to Nouns down, see how much they have. I know it's right. I think it's like 28,000 or something. It is, it is a lot of ETH that they have. They are seemingly, uh, yeah, let me share this tab 30,000 ETH nearly. Um, there is a fork happening right now uh, where which has been talk- spoken about for a while, but you can now basically rage quit the DAO and take treasury um, from that from that 
sale. Um, I believe these nouns were trading at like 20 before um, this was announced. Uh, and that has now changed to um, trading at like the fair value of the treasury. So they basically now just trade at where the treasury is every single day. So people are trading in them at like 34 or 35 ETH. There was a period where they traded at a premium. I think they traded as high as like 100 ETH at one stage um, to where the treasury is. Now they are basically just trading exactly in line with the tre where the treasury is. And there's now a chance for you to get out. So if you own a Nouns DAO and you're not been happy with what's been going on in Nouns, you can also leave, seemingly. Um, which is just an interesting move. I don't know if that's a good thing. Wait, what, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? You could just leave. So DAOs, all DAOs really have a have a have a way to rage quit, it's called. Or a lot of DAOs have this concept of a rage quit, which is you are able to leave the DAO with your percentage of the treasury. Um, this is particularly common in like investment DAOs, things like Flamingo DAO or or various other ones like you can just leave with your cut of the treasury. Um, and NounsDAO have decided to do this. So uh, basically a lot of people who own Nouns, or some people who own Nouns, I don't even know. I'm not as clued up with the community. It's, but there was definitely like, after they closed down the Discord, after they closed around some of the centralization aspects of it, people were like, well, this isn't really working. Like no one's... They weren't typically happy with what was being done with the funds. It, it became more like a charitable style vehicle, I would say. Um, and the prices of the nouns were trading at like 20 ETH, um, even though they were backed by more than that in the treasury, essentially. The average back would be around 35 ETH. Now they're basically saying, if you're not happy, you can leave. So people are leaving and they're leaving... Um, and that's meant that the price of the nouns has gone back up to 35 because at any time you could leave for that, that level. So the risk of being part of nouns is kind of tiny. I think, I think in fact, I don't know if you agree with this, but like they could now trade up to like 40 or 50 because, it, it, because the risk is very, very low now to owning a nouns because you're, it's basically zero, right? You can just leave at any time. Well, you can't, the, the, the thought needs... The fork needs 20%, right? This initial fork. And then that forms another DAO, and then you can rage quit that DAO. So, like, right, right, or right. if if 20% of people are not happy and they just want a new DAO, they don't even want to rage quit, then they can fork it. And then you so you can have multiple noun DAOs doing slightly different things. Some doing charitable stuff, some doing commercial stuff, some doing um, whatever, cultural stuff, which I think is interesting. Um, it all stems yeah. from the fact. I think it stems from two things. The first is that they have this massive treasury. The community votes on what to do with it. It leaves it open to essentially like some kind of malicious attack where somebody somebody earns 51% of the nouns, but there is a centralized like founder or noun committee veto. So you could have a situation where I am 51%. I always say the only proposals that get passed are ones where I pay myself the whole treasury and the that just gets vetoed permanently. And then so it's in this totally it's an equi equilibrium state but it's just pointless uh and i think that was the original genesis for this mechanism per and it personally i think it is it's just admitting it's kind of failed in some way like you failed to establish collective vision you failed to uh create a protocol or where that 
is stable and working towards a shared vision. And it's just a, it's just a transfer of wealth. It's literally a transfer of ETH from people who bought their NANDs for 100 ETH to people who bought their NANDs for like less than the current um, market value of the pro rata treasury. That's all it is. That's a very it's, interesting point. It's a very, a very like. It's dark kind of way depressing. Of it's kind of depressing. It's literally a. Tra- I'm a like, yeah. I, I was just listening. You're like, you failed, and I'm just like, okay. I've not even announced that. I, I hope it's <laughs> not going to be like that. I hope it's not going to be like that. I hope you know you have a culture DAO, a, a noun, like all these different DAOs, which are furthering the like mission of nouns. But it feels like. <laughs> If you have to rewrite your mission statement five different times, it feels like the initial mission statement was maybe a failure. I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I also, never really got uh, nouns, though. Go ahead, Kels. I, I don't know. It just you, what you feels said like this is, is kind of a, a, what a lot of people felt like. They weren't really sure what it was meant to be, but everyone felt like, well, with this amount of ETH, we can do a lot of cool things, and they. They did do quite a few cool things. Like they've, they've sponsored a bunch of different stuff, and yeah. I think it's very key to very key to say like this isn't. This isn't necessarily like the failure for everyone. Like all they need is what 167. 20, 20. They need 167 nouns. 20% of the DAO. Only 20% of the DAO to to, to form this like separation, um, which is quite a low level. But maybe 20% of people don't think it's gone right. The other the other 80% might be happy with what's what's been going on. But like if you're gonna if you look at it in the worst possible light, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bad that like. This DAO's just decided that they just, you know, it's not really working. Um, <laughs> companies, like, successful <laughs> companies, don't just dissolve and disperse 100% of your pro rata worth. That's, I don't know, it's just funny. But it, it's a good design to prevent malicious attacks. But then the initial design wasn't right, so I don't know. I don't. So could okay. Reel it back in one more time for old time's sake for the explain it like I'm five situation. Yeah. So let's say I bought a nouns DAO yeah. for 20 ETH. Now the fork is coming. Chat says one spoon. I don't know. Let's get to the fork. So 20 ETH. Is this bullish bearish now? This announcement, like you could you could leave. What does that mean? Like, how does it what is happening now with my back. 20 ETH? So I so- get my money back. Guaranteed if, twenty ETH back. If you, had, if you had bought it for twenty ETH, that's the that's the question. Right now, you cannot buy a noun for twenty ETH. They are now trading at thirty five ETH. So okay. the trade. Well, let's say I bought like, it at twenty ETH. Yeah. So now you could technically be like, right, I can form this this part of this twenty percent of people who want to leave, and when we leave, I'll get thirty five ETH for the twenty ETH I paid. The other thing is, I don't think you, it's not like you burn your your noun, right? You still are a noun. You just take yeah. your the bit of the um bit of so this is why I so think wait, it's kind do you of make do you make any profit or you just take that twenty yeah, you make, ETH? I guess if you bought it at twenty ETH, you have a problem yeah. you can make like fifteen ETH profit here. If you bought it a hundred okay. ETH, there's no there's nothing for you to do unless you like so, really really Okay, so hold on. Right? Okay, okay. So you buy it at you buy you bought it at a hundred ETH. Right now they're yeah. trading at thirty five ETH. You get thirty five ETH back. Yeah. If you want to leave. It's clear. People might want to do that. Like before they were trading it. For sure. There was no way they could get out. Now, if you bought 100 100 ETH and you're annoyed with what's going on in the DAO, you can at least leave for 35 and people people can be maybe happy with that. So I'm not saying, maybe that question is, that's a a sunk cost, we would say in in economics 101. Like you wouldn't, that doesn't really matter about the future decision. 
Um, but you might decide that you want to leave at 35 feet, um, which I think is, which I think some people will do, but uh, it's more, for me, it's more sad because yeah. I think people had, people just had big views for nouns and to see this and to see that, that actually people just aren't happy with how it's being run. It, it's, it's sad in that that's gone that way. Cause I think, you know, Rob Radius DAO, like people trying to make DAOs work and there, there are clearly some tragedy of the commons issues with DAOs. Like people don't have shared incentives, shared, um, I don't know, outcomes from what happens within DAOs, which are very, very difficult to overcome. Like that's, again, economics one-on-one, it's difficult to overcome those sort of things. But I, uh, I also think it's kind of bullish that, that a DAO can also decide to do this. I don't know, like a lot of other DAOs, you can't exit like this, um, or at least haven't gone this route. Like a lot of the big DeFi DAOs, for example, you can't just rage quit. So um, I think it's, it's kind of good that the DAO has also been able to dissolve itself. Is that... Uh, like... <laughs> it proves yeah. they are good That's... at not doing anything, but also getting themselves out of a situation. Yeah, they're all aligned in terms of realizing that it's gone wrong. <laughs> Every... <laughs> That's the only alignment. Right. But this is the other establishing question. consensus that it's not right. But that, yeah, you're right. That's that's consensus, I guess. So, if you can get out for 35 ETH right now, and or let's say this passes, you can get out for 35 ETH. Would sh- surely a DAO could surely a, they could start trading for like 40 ETH or 45 ETH? Like maybe you like the art. Maybe you want to just like it's it's cool to have an ounce PFP. It's the same for half of the other PFPs out there. Like, would you not think people would pay like for that extra value of like the PFP? Yeah. I mean, they were trading at 20 with no cash. Now they're trading at 35 cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's some uh, chance it can happen. So I guess, yeah, it's maybe maybe net-net makes sense. Anyway, I don't think there's a trade there, but it's it's still interesting to see Nouns um, seemingly is coming to not full end because I think people are still doing a lot there, but it is interesting to go that route. The, um, the, the final thing I think we were going to talk about today was in shitcoins. Um, Matt Fury sold his Pepe. I don't know if you saw this, but like um, obviously Pepe, the shitcoin that I'm involved in, a bunch of different people are involved in. Um, and uh, it was gifted to him by the Pond community. I don't know if you know that community is run by kind of poorly. Um, and oh, yeah. they gave him a million dollars worth of Pepe. And he has, he has gone on and sold it. Um, Unserious hate. I'm just going to share this book. Uh, Unserious hate to talk about Matt Fury selling his Pepe as if that was a negative event. The person who created Pepe the Frog just a good life changing money off the crypto based on his work. That's incredible. So, like, there's, there is two sides to this. He obviously sold it. Um, I don't think, um, I don't think he was really involved in the start of it at all. Like, I think he asked, got asked several times on spaces, like, oh, you shouldn't, um, uh, do you want to be part of this? Or, or, and he was like, no, like I'm not going to get involved. So when they sent it to him, I think it was just a gift, and he seemingly has, has monetized that gift. But uh, Matt Fury obviously have a lot of stuff in the space, um, and I think it's – I'll get the transaction actually here. But he made, made – Wait, pause. Is, is Pepe a rug? <laughs> Hello. Uh, not because Help. of this, um, but it is a uh... – But, like, has it rugged? Like, is it is it, like, ever coming back, or is it just, like – over it's always coming back that is the best, best it's meme. always coming back <laughs> uh, okay. we're gonna be looking at here 
I'm trying to find the uh, I'm trying to find the transaction. I'm trying to find the transaction. Someone asked me for it and I found it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of that? I mean, he's an artist. Like, he probably needs the money more than a lot of other people in crypto. Um, although he's done a lot of drops now, right? Like, as you said, he he's got a lot, lot of NFT. Right. He's got a lot of NFTs out there, but you know lifestyle creep maybe as he's made more money his life's become more expensive and he just <laughs> he needs the extra mill also he's not when people get gifted something and it's worth a million I, what price did he get gifted it at i think he got given it at a million and he seemingly has walked away with around uh looks like about 600 grand Five yeah. so like he's probably looking at that thinking Tax loss. he's not a trader He's not a trader. He's probably thinking, fuck, this could, you know, I haven't got the stomach for this to go to zero. Like, well, maybe he is a trader, but um, I don't think that he is. Anyway. And yeah, uh, I, my bet is lifestyle creep. You think lifestyle creep? He's, I think he's made millions. Like, if I count up everything he's done, I think he did Zogs, Pegs, Heads. I think it's, it's in the millions. I mean, I think he should have been paid that amount. Like, Pepe has been a huge, yeah. arguably, he's the biggest artist of internet culture for many, 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 many years. Well, it's interesting. He seeded it. Seeded it. He seeded it. He seeded it. And he did That's the right. original. And he he should make millions from that. There's no doubt about that. But if he just did it, without the millions, literally millions of people who have created their own bespoke Pepe image, it would just be an unknown cartoon comic strip. Like so it I, was, it I wasn't propagated by. Charles, are you saying this individual should make millions of dollars for making the Pepe? Hundred percent, probably billions, but he's, but a huge he's not responsible he's for the propagation of the meme. Tell. We are all. Responsible Is this cope? For okay, can someone the just? Can someone just? Okay, listen, I need financial advice. It's not financial advice, but I need financial advice. So, like, what just? what's happening for those that like have pepe like do we just do we just chill like this 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 is this is that's important but i just thought it was interesting like uh, famously i remember when was it 2021 vitalik um the creator of eth he got given billions of dollars worth of ship the token ship and he ended up donating it to india and I think they got like hundreds of millions in the end. I think ship tanked after you then donated it, but like they made a lot of money. It was to do with India floods or uh, some sort of India charity. Um, and that has parallels to this. Like someone gifted seemingly a creator, uh, like a, I don't know, someone that, that they wanted to respect in the community. And then they went and sold it. Would you have sold it, Cali? Like, would you, if someone gave you a million dollars worth of this, like, and it was, I it wouldn't, was Bitcoin. Would you have sold it? No. But you don't know what's going on in his life. It could be lifestyle creep. It could be going through divorce. Could want a bigger house. Could want a Lambo. We've all been there in lifestyle creep. I really right? hope he buys a Lambo with this, actually. That would be a really good arc. Like a green, green Lambo. Lambo. Yeah. So um, just like quick recap, though, is are the people behind Pepe? Because like the last I like really honestly, life has been just hidden us with it and the last i saw was just like a post on x about like how like you know some devs stole whatever yeah, so, so did so we a uncover few weeks, ago, a few weeks ago the devs the original devs behind pepe um i mean 
it's a shitcoin dev, so it's not like it's not like the devs of like a DeFi protocol. Um, but like they, after they renounced the contract, a few months later down the line, they then sold their coins, um, or at least some of them got stolen and then sold. So that wasn't a right. good look. But it wasn't like a. I think Pepe went down about. So like it didn't. It didn't rug. Like, a rug because it's not like it's a meme okay. coin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. So a, it can't uh, rug. It's, it's just. It's not like it's a not real. If they ran away with your money, or if it's a, if it's a, if a Vitalik decides to just get out of all of his ETH, you might be like, oh, not great. Or if somebody sold, I mean, what we've had some examples of that recently, but yeah, it's it doesn't require utility. I, like, I was really looking at Pepe like not at the like like ETH. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully you won't because I think they're they're quite different. But um, I was, I was. Then I think we should end on some uh, on some. Being bulltards, I think. Um, there was something that came out yesterday, which was a Mexican billionaire, um, actually with <laughs> I, who is the the, um, the star of of the crypto TV show that is today. Um, worth fourteen billion. I now opted. <laughs> I basically just <laughs> I love that laugh. MicroStrategy, four or five miners, and some oil companies, and some gold miners. That's it. In the liquid part. So, billionaires, billionaires getting into crypto. Um, he thinks it's the. Uh, he thinks it's. We're going to see crazy inflation over the next. Over the next day. You should. You should listen to this interview. It's actually such a good. But um, what the guy's worth fourteen billion. He's basically put all of his liquid money into Bitcoin, Bitcoin-related investments, gold, anything that has. Um, ooh, it says host has muted your screen. You guys still hear me? Yep. Uh, yeah. Weird. Something just came up saying I've been muted. But yeah, just interesting to see like uh, billionaires getting into crypto. I think you're going to see more and more of this. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more billionaires decide that they're going to go into crypto. Like, if you're a billionaire right now, Cali, like, do you not think this is... What do you mean, if? Good, a good hedge. Like, it, yeah, cool. opinion, it's a good hedge for being a billionaire. When you're a billionaire, all you care about is staying a billionaire. And Bitcoin is the biggest protector of that in an inflationary environment. Yeah, I would agree with that. that like, if you that, run a business where you run some form of uh, debt-fueled um, capitalist organization, like, I just feel as though Bitcoin is should be a more obvious head to a lot of these people. So I think you're going to see more of this. I, I, I saw it and I was like, this is exactly why I think people should be owning crypto, decentralized money, decentralized value. Um, and it got me bullish for the weekend. Um, nice. And then, I think and then, that's even more true if you live in like a country or a region where, you know, inflation has historically been very rampant and like politics is unstable. Who knows what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. With Bitcoin, you're kind of insured against that a lot more than you are with your you're money in local banks. Or... It's interesting. Not I'm always bullish on Bitcoin, just not the end state of it. <laughs> they need to fix it. They need to fix it. Um, okay, look, I think that was it for, for today's show again. Like, uh, I thought it was a good show. Um, good week. It's been great having you. Like I said, Farouk is not here next week. So you guys are both more than welcome. Like, come on any day. Uh, OSF doesn't say a word, so it's basically just going to be me. I don't uh, know if I could do this.
I'm tired. It's just like I got so much. Look at look at all these notes. I got all the stuff that I have, oh, to, I have to learn. I I'm like I don't know, cows. Maybe I don't know. Maybe well, me me and cows are gonna do um we're gonna do rug tank. Yeah, we should do rug tank as well. Maybe we'll, maybe we should do that. We'll get some people up on stage, pitch us their worst crypto idea. And we'll, we'll <laughs> I'm afraid of cows. He's like, I feel like he's like when he was talking about the now. I was like, ooh, spicy take. Like you're really just opening up, and now I'm just like, I don't know. Cows are gonna have like crazy takes. Cowley does have aggressive takes. He just doesn't. Pop, pop. In fact, before he rebranded re- himself to cows, he was a bit of a troll on uh, on Twitter. That's not true. I love that. All, all tweets now deleted, so you won't be able That's to find not officially them. true. That's unofficial. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. Well, um it was text. it was super fun. I learned a lot from you guys, so thank you for having me. It was great. And um like Just always, it's a good way to start the day. Some some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thanks a lot. Um thanks everyone in the audience for, for tuning in for this week. Uh we've obviously been sp- sponsored by Kraken again. Um Kraken.com for us radio if you want to go check them out. It'll be me, OSF, hopefully Mika, and Cows next week as well. Farouk said he's going to try and turn up maybe a couple of the early days, um, depending on what, what he's got going on in Singapore. But thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you again next week.